Good morning. How's everybody? Heavenly Father, we thank you for new life. We thank you for new beginnings. We thank you for uh, uh, the things that you're doing that we don't see. And God, we invite you here. Show up. And we invite you as, as a family as we come together and we start to worship you. We say, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a minute and just all raise our hands. And let's just begin to declare this to him. That he is worthy. Jesus, you are worthy. Jesus, you are worthy. So worthy, God. Just in your own words right now, just begin to express that to him. Jesus. So worthy, Jesus. We're just encouraging our body right now just to lay down those things that sometimes come with us into the house of God. And today we recognize that our God is worthy. Our God is worthy, amen? He is so worthy, and our God is so faithful. And today we come just to worship Him, just to love Him with every single thing in us. And so, Father, right now as we go back into this, God, we just lay those things down that sometimes get in the way. And Father, we say you are faithful. We say you are holy. We say you are worthy. And Father God, today we choose to worship you because you're God. You know, what's so great about this journey with the Lord is we get to go on it with him. That we get to be part of this. That we get to reign with him for all time and eternity. Amen? It's such a beautiful thing. Jackie, come on up here. Where are you? I just want Jackie to seal this time by praying. She came up and just just started to share with me just about the victory that's in the room. And I just want us to join with her in faith right now because I believe that, that the victory of Jesus Christ is available right now in this room for every single person that's in here. But we're going to agree with this in faith. Right? Amen? Thank you, Lord. Sometimes you bring it so alive in me, Lord, the victory that you have wrought for us, Lord, and that we can come and stand in that victory because we are in you. And you are the conquering king, the victorious king. You conquered over all. As you had gained that victory, Lord, because we are in you, we now have that same victory. Lord, and we can walk in it, we can stand in it, we can remain in it, Lord, as we receive. And be fully persuaded in our hearts to lay hold, to lay hold of that which is laid hold of us. Lord, that you would strengthen in us, Lord, what you have wrought for us, Lord. That you are the mighty redeemer, the mediator, the only mediator between God and man. That you had come and you had conquered and you reigned victorious and you finished the work and you sat down. So I thank you, Lord, now we can appropriate that. We can possess that. I thank you, Lord, that as we possess, we receive. Lord, that we'll more and more, we will come into the light of it, the revelation, the knowledge of the truth of it. That your goodness shines upon us, Lord. That your goodness shines in the earth, Lord. And that you want to shine through us, Lord, your church. And Lord, as we appropriate what you have already done, Lord, as we possess it, as we lay hold of it, as we walk in it, Lord, that you will shine through your church upon the earth. That you will bring victory, Lord, upon the earth through your church. This is what you desire to do. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for it. And we celebrate it today. Just got a really quick word all of a sudden. If you find breadcrumbs, do you know what that means? It means there's bread. That's deep, right? It's simple, but it's deep. If you find breadcrumbs, there is bread. 
And there's people in this house that have found breadcrumbs. There's people who have had breakthroughs. There's people who have been healed. If it hasn't happened to you yet, it doesn't matter. If there's breadcrumbs, there's bread. And that's what's in the atmosphere is this victory. It's good news. God in our midst. God among us. The word alive, effective, and powerful. So before I get started today, there's just a couple things that uh, we want to do as a church. And uh, today we're just going to have a mini message uh, because we have eight people getting baptized today. That's pretty cool, eh? So it's interesting where the Lord takes us in a service. Um, And so neat how he brings everything together. This happens so much here, right? And again today, it's just like the Lord is piecing everything together. And this has been an interesting uh, couple weeks for me, especially this last week. And this last week, just uh, meeting with all the uh, people that are getting baptized and talking to them and just talking about this component again, which uh, how many have been baptized over 20 years ago or more? That's a lot of people. How about the last 10 years? Okay, how about the last five years? Oh, sorry, my hand was up again. Whoops. So a couple. How about in the last year? Wow. Baptism is a pretty significant thing, isn't it? I mean, there are two ordinances in the Bible that Jesus actually tells us to do in church. Two of them that we're told to do, which is communion and baptism. Because they're significant and they're power. There's something about that. And so today, as we do this, it's a significant moment. It's a powerful moment. In fact, we need to be talking about baptism more because I know there's more people here today that probably have not been baptized And I would actually say some of you are probably in your 20s and older. And this is such a key foundational thing for our journey. It tells us to get saved, to be baptized and filled with the Spirit. This is what we need to do. It's so important. And so just spending some time with this group of people that are getting baptized today, it actually kind of took me on memory lane a little bit. And I started to think a little bit about it. And it reminded me of my earlier journey as a Christian. And so today I want to talk a little bit about the two natures of a Christian. Two natures. So we have an old nature and we have a new nature. Absolutely. And baptism, this signifies this, right? Is that old nature and all of a sudden we come out of the water and we're walking in the, that new nature. Absolutely. So I want to talk about this for a bit because I remember my old nature quite well. In fact, the old nature tries to you know, get in quite often, right? You guys remember that old cartoon, right? It was the devil and the angel on your shoulder, right? You know, that was a popular thing for many years, and that voice speaking to you and the other voice speaking to you. Well, today being a born-again Christian, I actually understand that cartoon more because there's a reality to it, is that voice is always trying to speak at you, right? We know this. You all know this. Right? That old nature is chomping at your feet. It's trying to pull you into a certain way of living again. Well, one of the best things about coming to Christ, is I'm going to say this, was the awareness that I was walking in an old nature. See, this is an interesting thing, right? And this was a really powerful thing for me when I started to really think about it, is before I was a Christian, I walked in that old nature. I just walked in it, actually, with no guilt, no shame, No desire to change. It was just there. That was my nature. But when I got saved, when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, 
all of a sudden there was an awareness that came in. An awareness came in that I don't want to do that. Something so powerful at that moment happened. And let me tell you something. If you actually wonder sometime if you're saved, this is something you really need to think about. Because as a non-Christian, that awareness wasn't there. I mean, we celebrated this from the rooftop. I, I mean, I can remember many Saturdays and many Sundays, you know, when we all got together again, we actually bragged about this lifestyle we lived. And you guys understand this. I mean, there's a lot of people in here that when we were functioning in that old nature, we actually celebrated it. But it's all we knew. For these people getting baptized, there was a time. That's it. Just that nature. And then one simple prayer. Something changes. And all of a sudden, there's an awareness. And the greatest thing about this is this. Is now I can choose to walk away from it. This is one of the greatest gifts that's been given to us. Is before you just did it. That's it. Done. Now, the awareness is there, and guess what? Do you have the choice? That's a powerful thing. When I think about that, it's like, I know I'm saved because the guilt's there, the shame's there, all the stuff's there. I mean, when I start thinking a certain way or wanting to function a certain way, all of a sudden these feelings come in, right? And it's like, oh, I don't want to do this. And in that moment, I can say this. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Thank you for that, because I don't want to walk in that old nature anymore. I want to be done with that old nature. I want to walk in the new nature, who you've made me to be. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. You know, just a little statement says, you express faith concerning your nature when you see yourself as a new person. And what I'm saying by that is this, is when you actually know who you are, and your faith comes behind it, something completely changes when you know who you are, that you are that new person, and your faith comes right behind that, this is who I am now. I am a new creation. That's who I am. I'm not that old person anymore. That old person is dead and gone. And there are moments when I can remind that voice, no, it's dead and gone. You know, if we read in 2 Corinthians 5.17, this is the New King James Version, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become what? New. All things have become new. In that moment in time, all things have become new. That's so powerful. So powerful. All that stuff. Years and years and years of stuff. I'm, I'm looking at Victoria now because I'm thinking she's about to get in the tank today. And I think it's so awesome because all that stuff, gone. I'm a new creation. God, may we start to believe this. I am a new creation. I am no longer a slave to sin. I'm a new creation. You know, when we're walking in that old nature, and I want to talk about this because we're, we're really walking in Adam, right? You were in Adam. We're all descendants of Adam. We're all born into sin. In fact, that's the only nature we know, right? When you're born, that's the nature you know is sin. That's it. 1 Corinthians 15, 21 to 22 says this. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be. 
be made free. So once I was in Adam, but now I'm not. I'm in Christ now. Something has changed, man. I'm not walking in that anymore. I'm walking in Jesus Christ, and that is it. I have a new nature. And so I just want to read two things here. Uh, I want to talk about who we are, but I also just want to read a little statement, if I have it here. I do. Just uh, what a fella said by the name of Tom Holliday. And he just had a statement about our old nature and our new nature. This is what he said. Your old nature, which the Bible also calls your flesh, is your inner desire and tendency towards sin. It is not the feeling of being tempted. It is the inner part of who you are that inevitably will choose to say yes to various temptations. Before you became a believer, your old nature was your only nature. We all have this old nature, this nature, this natural desire to sin because of the fall of man that happened in the Garden of Eden. Your new nature was given to you the moment you gave your life to Christ. Your new nature is the new life and new power to live that have been given to you because of your trust in Jesus and what he did through his death and through his resurrection, right? So who is this new person? Well, I have, I don't know if I'll be able to give you all the passages, but I want to tell you who this new person is especially those of you today that are getting baptized. Victoria, this is who you are. You're right there. That's why I keep pointing you out. (laughs) Who is this new person? Well, let me tell you who you are. And then you need to actually start to declare, this is who I am. I am the light in the world, Matthew 5, 14. I am a child of God, John 1, 12. I am Christ's friend, John 15, 15. I am a chosen and appointed by Christ to bear his fruit. John 15, 16. I am a slave to righteousness. Romans 6, 18. I am a joint heir with Christ. Romans 8, 17. I am a temple, a dwelling place of God, which is 1 Corinthians 3. I am a member of Christ's body, 1 Corinthians 12 and Ephesians 5. I am a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I am reconciled to God and a minister of reconciliation. That's a great one. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19. I am a saint. I am God's workmanship. I am a citizen of heaven. Philippians 3, 20. I am hidden with Christ in God. Colossians 3, 3. I am chosen and dearly loved, which is Colossians 3, 12. I am a son or a daughter of light and not darkness. 1 Thessalonians 5.5. 5. I am an enemy of the devil. I am victorious. Yeah. Victorious. Yes, everybody say victory. victory. Amen. I am born again. I am alive with Christ. I am more than a I am. I am the righteousness of God. Whoa. 2 Corinthians 5.21. I am born of God, and the evil one cannot touch me. 1 John 5.18. Maybe write that one down if you're struggling with this. I am to be like Christ when he returns. And the last one here is, I am righteous and holy. Ephesians 4, 24. Why don't we read that one? All right? Let's read that one. I want to read, actually, all of 
but Ephesians 4, 17 to 24. Verse 17, it says this, and the, the little title in my Bible says this, a new man. It says, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, that old nature, who is being past feeling, having given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanliness with greediness, but you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness." So let me try to do this quickly. I looked up the two meanings for put on in verses 22 and 24, where it says to put off. All right? When we actually put off, this is what it's actually saying, to divert yourself, to lay something aside, to refuse to accept it. I can choose not to function that way in this moment in time. In fact, I choose to put it down. So I can put down lies in that moment. I can put down attitudes in that moment. In fact, I can put down behaviors in that moment. I can put it down. The choice is ours to put it down, right? So to put it on is to pick something up, right? We choose to pick it up. But what he tells us to pick up is, well, put on love. Put on kindness. Put on self-control. Put on the right things. So again, there are two kinds of people, those who live in Adam living in sin and death, and those who live in Christ. You are in Christ if Christ is in you. It's an exchange of lives. You give yours, he gives you his. That's so powerful. Okay, I'm going to do this really quick, really quick, really quick. Best part about this, you don't have to achieve this. Okay, this is the best part, okay? So this is Colossians 3.10, now the New King James. But on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him, who created him. The NLT says it this way, and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Not just on Sunday. Every day, 24-7, 24 hours a day. We have to put him on. The two hours, it's not enough. It doesn't work, and you guys already know that. It's a 24-7 faith. We are to worship him. 20, we got to get that in our head every day, all day. Why am I not changing? Why are these things still there? I'm going to say that might be part of it. It just might be part of it. It's got to be 24-7. we got to get that in our hearts. So know your creator. Last part, and I'm going to do this real quick. How do I put something off? I'm going to give you three quick things. Okay, you don't put it off by ignoring it. Okay, we are not perfect saints. The thoughts are still there. We need to speak the truth. Okay, you just can't ignore it. I have overcome this. No, I have overcome this. You can't just ignore it. You actually have to begin to state that, declare that. Know who you are. It's that faith component. I am a new creation. So don't just ignore it. Do something about it. So not by human effort. It is impossible to do it in your own strength, your own discipline, your own determination. It just doesn't work. It might work for two or three weeks. And then we pat ourselves on the back. And then we fall back into it. But we know this. The harder we fight, it's just like we get sucked right down. It's like spiritual quicksand, right? 
It pulls us down. So the last one, and this is the one you need to highlight, is this. By faith in what God has done. Romans 6, 8. Now, if we died in Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Bam. It's right there for us. Trust what God says about your old nature. It's dead. It doesn't mean it's still not there. But it doesn't have the power anymore. It doesn't have the power. Yeah, I'll just read this real quick. Romans 6, 4 to 6, and I may go to the very end here. We'll see. It says, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so also should even so, we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. Let's say that again. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be what? Slaves to sin. It's done, right? It's done. Should we read the rest of this? It's so good. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Can we say amen to that? Can we all say amen to that?